0: Hey, welcome to the Ocean Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope today's message encourages you and reminds you that God is working in your life. Enjoy today's message. Hey, everyone. So good to see you. Hey, you know how you can tell that that we're in Florida if someone's watching online? You know how you can tell that it's a Floridian that has a sweater on? Because we all have these hanger bumps on our sweaters. I couldn't get it to, to go down. I ain't mad at it. I like it. Listen, we're gonna endure. We're gonna get through this together. <laughs> hey, would you join me in standing? A couple of things I want us to do as we we uh, we get going here. Uh, does everybody, you, everyone, know what this is. What this means? It means I love you, my family. We like to. This is one of our deals. We we do this, and. Um, we also like to say 143. We got that from Mr. Rogers. That was his, his deal, is I love you. Um, so, But I want us to do this. Uh, Pastor Phil and April, their family, they're watching right now, they're getting ready. They head out to, to Springfield tomorrow. And so would you just lift your hands, give them a little I love you. We love you so much. And I'm so thankful that this is a step of faith and you inspire us by your step of faith. And so we grow closer because we're people of faith. And we love you. Thank you for, for being obedient to God. And, and we're going we're to see them. They're going to come back and, and, uh, and be here. Phil will preach. And, and we're going to rejoice together at what God's doing in their life. Uh, last weekend was a, was a wonderful weekend, Presbytery weekend. And. Today, I I really want to just set in this reality, you know, sometimes God gives us these beautiful moments, but I I don't want our hearts to go, it's the moments, these grandiose, incredible moments that, that transform us. It is the walking with Jesus day after day after day. That's where the transformation happens. And so if you were here with us this last weekend for Presbytery Weekend, it was incredible. It was, it was wonderful. And uh, I want you to know some of our practices on the backside of that. You saw candidates that were here on the, on the platform receiving words. And our practice with those candidates is that we schedule a meeting with them and, and just process that word together. And so if you're, you're here and, and you're new to Ocean Church and maybe you're not connected in a group or, or you're, you're just new and, and just waiting to, to put down relational roots and, and you received a word and you would like to process that word, you'd like to have someone that would pray with you. What we do, we sit down with the candidates and we all have transcripts and we go into that time prayed up and just highlighting things. And so we, we have this place because we realize that we're all broken vessels. There's only one person that rolled in the prophetic and was 100% accurate on everything he said, and that was Jesus. And so we, we make room for these things. And so I just want to extend that invitation. If you received a word and your, your heart's going, hey, I, I, this is new for me, and, and I'd love to process this, I want you to feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to be there for you and just point you to Jesus. And how what he says is what matters. Amen? I'm going to read from Isaiah 53. As we begin, Isaiah 53. It's very interesting, Isaiah. This prophetic book, we find the clearest picture of the cross. Isaiah's description was more accurate than the eyewitnesses of what was happening. This is verse 3 we're starting with. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Come on, let's pray. Holy Spirit, we bring our hearts to you. Jesus, we worship you. Father, we we come to you, and Lord, today we ask that your heart, Lord, would be heard, received. God, I pray against any lies that would keep us from seeing the Father's heart, receiving the Father's heart, living from the Father's heart. Holy Spirit, would you have your way in us today? In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. amen. You may be seated. Last week, we, we, we started into this series, Making Room, or two weeks ago, excuse me, we started into this, and, and, and I'm going to continue with that, and, and I'm going to talk today about the Father's heart. And, you know, it was interesting. We started the year, and we had our, our, our week of prayer and fasting, and uh, the first day was a Monday, and, and so we're here, 7 a.m., and it was actually the day before school started for our kids, and so they were coming off for Christmas break, and so... Um, and it was amazing. You know what? They woke up and they were like, guys, will you take us to prayer early today? They didn't say that at all. <laughs> I just wanted to see how you'd react. But we got here. We got here. It may have been 7.05, but we got here. And, and I'm sitting back in this section. And, and I had the, this, this time with, with the kids where, listen, there, there wasn't anything else happening for us. They were just, they were just here and some of them were underneath the chairs and some were coloring, but they kind of just took turns and they would, they would come up and they would just nestle under my arm. And then they, like I just noticed, they started just like burrowing into me and just snuggling and it was like they just took turns and were doing this. And And I'm sitting there and just, you know, it's a special week. We're we're postured in this place of prayer. And the Lord began to speak to me about what happens in a child's heart when they sit with their father. And what happens when they're they're not asking for anything. There's no ulterior motive in it. It is just this restful, peaceful time where their heart is able to receive what it needs. And and, and just being in this this place with a father's heart, their heart is healed and affirmed. This is something that that is, is desperately needed in each one of our lives. Now listen, I'm, I'm a broken father, I wanted to, to, to start today so that there's not any condemnation because there's an opportunity as we talk about this that, that we're able to both look at our lives and, and look at our father and, and, and I want you to know we're not going to take today and go like, it's your fault to father's. We're, we're going to look beyond them to, to the father and we're going to look to him and we're also not going to look with condemnation and, and go, oh my gosh, what, what do I do with this realization that I'm a broken man? And the fathering that, that has come out of me it hasn't always been perfect. And so I want to start you off with a wonderful dad fail story so that, that your hearts would be at ease. So when we moved here in 2018, it was uh, the quads, their, our quadruplets, it was their golden birthday. And so May 5th, 2019, we took them to Disney and, and listen, I had uh, high expectations and, and I just want you to know, they were exceeded. It was amazing. And so we bought passes and, and, you know, for their golden birthday, they were like, we're doing this thing. And, um, so then, you know, you you go and you kind of, you kind of hit different parks and kind of, you know, start to get it, get used to it all. And our first time at the, at the animal kingdom park, we're there and everyone just kept telling us, you got to ride the avatar ride. It's the greatest ride. It's awesome. And so we were like, okay, we're riding the avatar ride. And, and our oldest Zoe, she was up for it. Caitlin was up for it. And, but nobody else was. And so I started working on Brooks early, my son, I'm like, buddy. We're gonna ride this ride, it's gonna be awesome. Dude, you are ready for this. He was not ready for this. And I talked him into it. And so we waded through the line, and we get on this ride. And the way they had it set up is like, I had Caitlin to the right of me, and and you're on these deals, so you're a little bit apart from each other. Brooks is here, Caitlin is here, and I think Zoe is on the other side of Brooks. And uh, so I'm like the whole time just talking him into this. Like, buddy, it's going to be awesome. And it's one of those, the ones that, that's, uh, it's a screen. And so you have like special goggles. It's 3D and all, all this fun stuff. And so he was a little nervous and, and I'm trying to just, just talk him into it. And the ride starts and just a few moments into it, I think I hear what is laughter And my immediate was like, oh good, he's loving it. And so I turned to look at him and realized he is screaming his head off. (laughs) He is not having fun. He is in panic mode trying to get off of this ride. And so we spent that ride, me like leaning over, trying to to touch him and comfort him and, and like yelling, just close your eyes, buddy, it's gonna be over soon. So we left that, and, and uh, Brooks, his, his trust level in his father was severely damaged that day. <laughs> he didn't look at me the same for a while. And so what, what I want to say is that, that there is not a single human who has had a perfect father. Except Jesus. Every earthly father, every father that was born into this planet has brokenness that their kids see and are affected by. And that this is one of the, the places of baggage that, that, that can, can take the space of God moving in our lives if we are unable to see the father as he is. Psychologists tell us we get our, our, our sense and our understanding, our relationship with how we see God primarily through our interactions with our earthly fathers. It, it, it shapes the way that we see him. It shapes the way that, that our trust is extended to him. And I'm going to go through some examples, but I, but I just want to stir this in you that, and remind you, we started this by saying this. Jesus fought the fight that we could not win and he won that fight so that you and I could fight for the right things and we're going to engage in this wonderful fight of receiving the father's heart knowing the father's heart because the baggage that we pick up from our earthly fathers if it's not dealt with it will take the space of receiving what God wants to do in our hearts because we can't see him as he is and we get to this place and a lot of times, most people are good with Jesus. Because who doesn't love somebody that dies for you? And who doesn't love someone who, who, who exists and is not intimidated by, by governmental power and, 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 and have, has people drawn to them and speaks of what Jesus spoke to? And the Sermon on the Mount, it inspires a, a lot of people. And, and, and we've talked about our relationship with the Holy Spirit, and, and that's something that, that grows, and it grows in our understanding. But, but if we're honest, one of the ways that, that, that God wants to really meet us is this place of us not knowing, how do I relate to Him as Father? How do I see Him as Father? We're going to fight for the Father's heart. This is a place of healing. That's why I started with Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. And so knowing that our fathers were broken, and we as fathers are broken, that brokenness produces a, a need of healing that Jesus was pierced for, that he was wounded for, and there is healing and peace that he has for you and I today. I want to go through some things just to, to connect some dots. These are, these are connections that happen with different types of, of fathers, fathers that have different uh, ways of relating to their kids. And so I'm going to go through these pretty quick, um, but I just want you to, ha- to, to be able to see this. Again, recognizing not so much, hey, I'm pointing a finger at my earthly father, but looking at my own heart saying, God, am I believing a lie about you because of this? Fathers that are legalistic and harsh can produce This lie that can be believed that God is mad, impersonal, and demanding. Fathers that are perfectionists and offer little praise or affirmation can leave us with a lie that God is never satisfied. He's always disappointed and upset with me. Fathers that offer little to no affection can leave us with a lie that God is distant and impersonal. Critical or verbally abusive fathers imprint a lie of God is angry. He simply puts up with people but doesn't really love them. Smothering fathers that don't know how to say no or spoiling can leave us with a lie that God exists for me and he must conform to my desires. Workaholic fathers unable to be present with the family, distracted with things outside the home. And leave us with a lie that God is detached and uncaring, difficult to get his attention. Abusive, dominating, leave us with a lie that God rules by fear. He must be obeyed and cannot be trusted. Hypocritical, one way at home and another in public, leave us with the lie that God isn't powerful. Religion is only for social purposes and doesn't relate to life. The last profile that I just want to say to you that so many experience is a father who is not there. You may have grown up with an empty seat at the table. And there can be a lie that that God is out there, but I am not important enough for him to be concerned with. And so all we're going to do today is we're, we're going to open our hearts and say, Holy Spirit, will you reveal lies about the Father that I may have that are keeping me from receiving your love? You know, a father's love is so beautiful and so important. There is this, this place of, of just understanding, hey, I don't have to earn this. I don't have to strive. I don't have to just continually be going and proving that I'm productive. You know, I like to tease Anna sometimes because uh, Anna is one of the most productive people I know. Like she, she is incredible. And there's times where I just go like, hey babe, I cannot keep up with your standard of productivity. I'm really tired right now. <laughs> And sometimes we, get, we can get in these places. If, if our hearts aren't healed, we bring that to God. I got to show you that I can, I'm, I'm worth what you've done. I got I to make your investment in me uh, look like it's worth it, God. I, I got to get that favor that, that you have for me. And, and, and I'm going to do better, I promise. I want you to delight in me. I want your promises to be true. But, but man, I got I to gotta show you, I, I, I'll, I'll get better, I promise. And really what it boils down to is this inability to be at a place where the book of Hebrews says that this is the place you should be fearful of, of not being able to enter into the rest of God. Just being able to be. And go like, you adopted me. This is what you got. Now, do your work. I need it. But for so many, we're bashful and we don't know how to do this. And, you know, I remember when I was in college and, and really that my first time living outside the home and i had lived in Sweden and then and then lived in, you know, in college, had an apartment. And, and one of the summers that I came home uh, during college, um, I, I got it was like I, I saw things in a different light. I saw actually how much milk cost. And, and I had a fridge in my apartment and I saw what it took to fill that fridge. And there were times, and, and, and remember this is Josh running from Jesus, that my fridge had like, uh, like some tuna in there, uh, some beer, and not much else. And so I had this whole revelation of like, uh, this stuff really cost. And, and so, um, I remember getting home and and being there over the summer and just just asking dad all the time, like, hey, would it be okay? Could I, you know, could I have, uh, you know, whatever. I'd, I'd ask for stuff in the fridge. And he finally got really, really frustrated with me. And he finally was like, why are you asking me? This is your home. Stop being bashful. Go get it. And this is the place that the father's coming to us today. He's going, hey, this is your home. This is your family. But if we don't view his heart the way that his heart is expressed and who he is as father, we'll stay in this place of going, I don't know that I can have that. I don't know that he really means that promise for me. There's three voices that I want us to, to go to today for receiving the Father's heart, knowing the Father's heart, and it's the voices of God. It's the voice of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I want you to see this. We're going to know the Father's heart from the Father. Do you realize in the, in the Old Testament, the old, the old Covenant, that this was not a common word that was used for God? It it was like that everything we're talking about kept his people from seeing him as father. And and they refused to take that step of intimacy that they were invited to. Only 15 times in the entire Old Testament is God referred to as father. 13 out of those 15, it it is in like, uh, it's a characteristic of his. It was only Isaiah and Jeremiah that said, no, he is father. And Jeremiah, as as a prophet of God, speaking for God, God spoke to Jeremiah and said, I want you to tell my people these words. Listen to these words in Jeremiah 3.19. I thought to myself, I would love to treat you as my own children. This is the father speaking. I would love to treat you as my own children. I wanted nothing more than to give you this beautiful land, the finest possession in all the world. I look forward to you calling me father. And I wanted you to never turn from me. That's the father's heart. He says, I've wanted this. I've looked for this. And he's speaking to a people that had rejected him and embrace this blend of, of filling their life with idol worship, filling their life with busyness. And so he was a portion of their life. Jeremiah, God is speaking through Jeremiah, and he sa- he's saying, hey, stop being in this blended place. My worship is, unho- is holy. You've made it un- unholy. You've brought mixture into something that there wasn't supposed to be any mixture. I wanted you to call me Father. So I, I want us to hear that. I want the, the Holy Spirit to, to impress those words upon our heart that the Father's going, I wanted you to call me this. You're my people. That's the Father's voice. Then we, get, we jump into the New Testament. Jesus steps in. And what does Jesus say? His disciples say, Teach us to pray how does he start that prayer? Our Father. Jesus refers to God as Father 165 times. Jesus alone. We go from 15 in the the vast expanse of the, of the, the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, and Jesus steps on the scene. And listen, this is one of the things that got him killed. But what I want you to see is that, that the father was saying to his son, I'm sending you in. And when you get there, you've got to tell them they have to know that I am their father. And so religion goes, hey, you can't have that intimacy with him. You're putting yourself in a place that you're that close to God. No, we're not OK with that. And he did it from the very beginning. What's our first expression of Jesus? He's with Mary and, jo- and Joseph in Jerusalem. They leave. They forget Jesus. There hey, we go. Good broken father move, Joseph. Nicely done. <laughs> Make us all feel better. And, and, and then they, they, so they rush back and they get to him. What does he say? I wanted to be in my father's house. It just pours out of him. So we we know the Father from the heart of the Father. We know the Father from the heart of Jesus. And then here's this third place. We know the Father from the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, this is what we're going to end on today. And then it's going to, we're going to start here this next week. And, and this is where the Lord just kept me in, in just saying, I, I want our hearts just, just marinating on this. Just going, God, how do I see you? Do I see you as Father? Am I able, when I bring my heart to God and, and I pray, and, and, and you know, we get into these places, we're like, hey, Josh, do, when I pray, do I, do I pray to the Father? Do I pray to Jesus or I pray the Holy Spirit? Yes. And God wants you to know him in this triune Godhead. That we, just don't, go, we don't just move to Jesus because it's, it's Jesus and I know he loves me, he died for me. But we're able to allow the Father's heart to heal our hearts. Paul says this in Romans chapter 8 about the work of the Holy Spirit. He says, you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. So here's the result. If we, if we refuse to listen and we resist the Holy Spirit's work in our lives to receive the Father and his love and being able to see him and heal, and we, we hang on to the trauma and the brokenness from earthly fathers, This is the result. We we live as fearful slaves. But he says, instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba. This word, Abba, this is is that call of intimacy. This is the, the, the peace that is in every heart. And listen, as as I prepared and just prayed for this weekend, um, it it was the men of this house that God has had on my heart. Now, ladies, this is obviously about and and for you as well, but you had a lot of good words spoken over you last weekend. (laughs) And I want the the men of this house to, to not allow Pride, because we're we're the worst at it. We, pride tells us like, hey, no, I'm good. I've gotta be good. Why? Who told you that? No, I, I gotta be I gotta be strong. My family has to know that I'm that I'm strong and that that, that I don't break. Hmm. Why? See, there, there is this Abba cry, this cry to, to, to God as Father that goes beyond this, this religious, hey, I want you to think I'm good and I, and I think you're good, and, but you're there and I'm here, to, to the, the picture of kids nestling and burrowing in next to their father. That's the Abba cry. God, I'm going to sit with you. And he wants that. I'm telling you, like I I get in the car and one of the things that that I like to do in the car is I like to, I like to stay up with the the friendships and the relationships that I have. And so I get in the car and I like to, I like to call. And, and this morning I got in the car to drive here and, and my friend Byron was on my heart. And so I started to call him and I felt the Lord say, Hey, will you just sit with me? We we just, we just be here? And I was like, okay, I won't call Byron. I'll call Kyle. Kyle. Talk to, talk to Kyle. Kyle's always encouraging. And the Lord just is going, no, I, I just want you to sit with me. You see, there, there is this communication and healing that our hearts are desperate for that only comes from this cry of Abba. Abba. Man, our pride hates that. Resist it. And yet God's spirit just works in us and says, I want you to cry, Abba. He finishes this way. For his spirit, now think about this, this sequential moment here. The the Abba cry to the Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. Like, I, y'all, we're going to spend eternity unpacking those words right there. The, God, you are saying that the same inheritance that Jesus has, I get? that that's the strength of this adoption this isn't uh born of the father and adopted this is born of the father and adopted brought seated with jesus in heavenly places y'all we're going to unpack that i'm not going to pretend to stand up here and say yeah let me tell you what that means no my heart just knows i'm trying to receive it i'm just going god I believe it because it's there, but Lord, help me live it. Help me receive it. So are we, are we that version of us going, in, and in the house that we've been adopted into, chosen, received, brought in, are we going, hey, can I, could I have a little bit of food? I won't eat too much. I promise. Um, would, it, would it be okay? Could I, could I, could I sleep here? Would, it, would, it, would that be okay? And the father's going, I'm your dad. I'm not distant, father. I'm right here. I want to bring you in so that your heart can receive what it needs. Would you bow your heads with me? Paul finishes these verses with these words, and they should not be discouraging words. These are words that affirm what we've said, that this is a broken world. We as fathers are broken in need of Jesus who redeems us and continues that work of redemption. Our fathers were broken. Paul finishes with these words. He says, if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Every single one of us in this room are able to recognize that there is a level of suffering that we walk through, that we've experienced wounding because of earthly fathers. And the Holy Spirit is there and he's saying, will you allow me to heal that? Let me show you the lies that you're believing about the Father. Maybe these lies have kept you from, from ever receiving a walk with Jesus. Maybe you viewed God as distant or angry and, and, and if you're here, and that's you, and you're saying, this has kept me. I've wanted to walk with Jesus. I, I, I've known that this was right. My heart's at peace, but, but I haven't been able to get past this. And if you're here, and you've never received Jesus, and this has been a block for you, and you want to receive Jesus today, would you lift your hand? I want to pray with you. Anyone here? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you for your courage. And this next question is not one that that I would ask for your hands because it's one that all of us identify with. We all are able to recognize wounding in our hearts in how we look at the Father and receive his love. I simply ask you to open your heart. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? What are the lies that He wants to go after so that you see the Father? You can look up at me. I want us to pray together, and this is is a wonderful practice that we do. If you're receiving Jesus for the first time today and you lifted your hand, we're gonna pray together And we do that so that that you know what Paul said and what the Father has said is is this, this family thing is real. We're gonna welcome you into the family of God. We're gonna do so by praying together. So I'm gonna ask everyone to pray with me and say these words. Say, Jesus, thank you for the wounding that you took on yourself so that my heart would know peace, that my heart would know salvation, that my life would be transformed. Jesus, heal me today. I receive you as my Lord, as my Savior. I believe that you are God's Son and that you died for me. I receive your life. Holy Spirit, fill me, help me cry out to my Father. Expose every lie in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like more information or would like to connect with us, visit us at oceanchurch.com. We love you and hope you join us soon online or at one of our campuses located in Southwest Florida.